solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I hope you guys are ready for another Friday episode of Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talk and news podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Happy to be back with you guys. Closing the week strong, but I can't do this show by myself. You know, I got to have an assist man, an alley-oop man right off the backboard, man. The one and only Cody Davis. What's going on, man? The Texan insider of the duo. Sorry, John. <laughs> You'll get that one day. But the Texan insider of the duo, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. On today's show, we're going to look at the linebacking core and see what the Houston Texans have cooking up. And then later on in the show, we're going to talk about the possibility of Jonathan Grenard and Jacob Martin switching positions for this upcoming season. And then we're going to close out this Friday installment with roll calls of the players who was actually at OTA so far and the players who were not there as of right now. However, John, listeners, with that being said, we got good news. We finally had an opportunity to see what is going on in voluntary OTAs as of right now. And we finally had some news and notes to talk about. And not only that, we finally had an opportunity to hear again from David Cully, Brandon Cooks, and Christian Kersey. But with that being said, John, let's get this show kicked off with the linebacking core. What is it that you are expecting from the linebackers for this upcoming season, especially after hearing from Christy Kersey on yesterday? Number one, I got out of it that Lovey Smith, uh, his son, linebackers coach Miles Smith and David Culley uh, have gotten the veterans to buy in a little bit. But when I look at specifically at that uh, linebacking core, it seems like this is a totally different feel uh, from this unit last year. The coaching that's being brought to this core as of right now, from what I got from that press conference was it's fun. It's loose. They're able to actually get taught. They're actually able to buy in into what Miles Smith is teaching with the linebackers and what Lovey Smith wants to do with the defense. And the reason why I'm say I said that is because Kirksey on multiple occasions spoke highly of Smith, uh, both the Smith, Lovey Smith and Miles Smith and playing for David Cully. Uh, on David Cully, he mentioned that he has a sense of humor, can take a joke, uh, can make a joke one minute. And when it's time to get serious, he can do that as well. Uh, Kirksey said that Miles Smith is very relatable, probably my most uh, my favorite quote from yesterday's press conference, because if he's relatable, that means he's easy to go to. A lot of times when you're easy to go to, you are accepting uh, the, the person that's coming to you can accept things a little bit easier. And in this case, it'll be the teacher of linebackers to Christian Kirksey. Also for Lovey Smith, uh, he said that he's. He's very linebacker friendly lets you run around and have fun in regards to his defense, what he wants to do. We know that Lovey Smith, who said it back in 2014, loves a 4-3 defense because he allows uh, it allows certain players to succeed in certain roles. And so it seems like that what he's liking out of his D.C. right now is you're going to put me in a better position to succeed in this league to make a difference for this defense. And this defense, I don't think would be a top 10 defense. Uh, I don't think would be 
not necessarily a, a top 15 defense. And I'm only saying that because we haven't seen uh, this defense perform on the field. 30 new guys came into this roster. And a lot of that, the linebacker core had 17 new linebackers, you know, over exaggerating, but this defense got a lot of guys. So we got to see them play collectively as a unit. But I do believe that this version of the Houston Texas defense will be better than what we saw last year. And I think the linebacker core has a lot of expectations because they were the most sought after position during free agency. And you even signed one, uh, you drafted one in this previous draft. They're going to be called upon to do a lot of things. I think they're going to be called upon to really be used in blitz packages to help create pressure for that front four. I'm excited to see what this defense can do because I'm going to tell you what, with Levy Smith sticking to that 4-3 defense, Levy Smith was called out because the defense was a little too outdated. And that has been my, 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 uh, my thinking. Like we know what Lovey Smith had, had done in his career totally. Uh, we know what Lovey Smith has done in his career at Chicago, but the last few times we've seen him coach, it did not look good on either side of the ball. But what you're known for defensively didn't look good. And I agree with you, John, especially with you talking about you don't think this defense is going to be a top 10. I agree, agree with that at the same time. I think this, I think if anything, if Lovey Smith is able to put these guys in a position to succeed, I do believe that this defense might fall a little bit outside of the top half of the defensive teams in the league. And even with that, that would be a far improvement from what we saw from this team on the defensive side of the ball last year. However, with that being said, John, and I do want to get your opinion on this. Do you or do you not think with Lovey Smith coming to Houston, implementing this Tampa 2 defense. Do you or do you not think that we're going to possibly see a small decline in Zach Cunningham's play? Because everyone knows how important it is for a linebacker to excel in coverage in this Tampa 2 defense. And you and I have talked about countless of times last season about how much Zach Cunningham was mm, a little bit subpar in the passing game to say the least and that has me a little bit concerned because when you take a look at this houston texans defense you can kind of make the argument that after the roster overhaul that took place especially with the departure of jj watt that zach cunningham could possibly be this team's best defensive player moving forward however playing for a defensive coordinator who is expecting his linebackers to thrive in pass coverage where does that leave Cunningham? And not only that, I do believe that's part of the reason why we saw guys like Jonathan Grenard and Jacob Martin. We're going to, and we're going to get in that into the next segment, but that's probably part of the reason why we saw those two guys shift over to the defensive line core. No, we, we're not finna see no less of Zach Cunningham. Uh, with this defense, as I mentioned, Lovey feels like that this defense is built for certain players to succeed in certain positions for this team which and now that we not necessarily now because he said this back in 2014 and i'm pretty sure he said that a long time ago further than that but it makes sense why they signed so many linebackers because this linebacker may be better at covering dropping back a little bit and killing it in the flats right this linebacker may be good at getting after the quarterback if you, you know, causing some pressures. This linebacker may be a tackling machine. 
uh, we may be able to do certain things. So I don't think we're going to see no less of Zach Cunningham. I think the pieces around Zach Cunningham will be a little bit better than what we saw last year. Speaking of defense, the 2021-2022 Defensive Player of the Year odds are very, uh, very favorable right now. Aaron Donald, 9-2 odds. Miles Garrett, 11-2 odds. And we know that defense got some extra added boost. T.J. Watt, a 9-1 odd. And Chase Young, the second-year defensive end, he has a 9-1 odds. No, ladies and gentlemen, nobody from the Houston Texans actually have a chance to when a defensive player of the year. However, you can take those odds and make some extra money with betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC, MMA, and boxing action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sport news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't forget to use promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome on your first deposit. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. So continuing with this Friday installment of Locked On Texans, John and I wanted to talk about the importance of Jonathan Grenard and Jacob Martin, the possibility of them switching positions. And this was brought to our attention on yesterday during the media availability of OTAs. Mark Berman of Fox 26 posted on his Twitter account, both Grenard and Martin working out with the defensive line court. Now, why is that important? because both of these guys are linebackers. And it seems like Lovey Smith has already made an important adjustment as the Texans' new defensive coordinator. And as you guys just heard on the last segment, John and I just finished talking about the importance of what these linebackers can do under Smith in a 4-3 defense. And John, really quick before moving on, I do believe we're going to see the best version of Kevin Pierre-Lewis because his ability to thrive in pass coverage is right up his alley. As a matter of fact, during his final year with the Washington football team last season, he ended last year with a pass coverage grade of 83 point nine according to pro football focus however part of the reason why i like this adjustment for jonathan grenard and jacob martin is because both of those guys are players who have proven that they can get after the quarterback and we all know the front four especially due to the departure of jj watt they have a huge void to field at getting after the quarterbacks Part of the reason why we was excited when Jonathan Grenard was drafted last year was because he had finished his college season. He led the SEC in sacks with 10 on the year. And not only that, during a short amount of time, he had an opportunity to see the field during the 2020 season, during his rookie season. He ended the year with a pass rush grade of 62.6. And as for Jacob Martin, as he entered, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, his fourth season in the league, Martin is a proven veteran who has proven time and time again that he knows how to get after the quarterback. No matter if it was with the Seattle Seahawks or with the Houston Texans, Jacob Martin has already recorded nine and a half sacks for his career. And that is pretty good for a guy who has only seen the field about an average of 26% of the time throughout his career so far. 
So with the possibility of Gennard and Martin actually switching positions from linebacker to defensive line, I can see those guys taking a role as edge defenders. And not only that, they're also going to improve the Texans front four once again, especially after the departure of J.J. Watt. Because look, we know how valuable J.J. Watt was to that defensive line for what nearly an entire decade. It's going to take a lot for the Texans to replace that. And not only that, this change might be the best case scenario for both of these guys to get more snaps during the 2021 season. However, I do want to mention when it comes to which one of these two players might be the better defensive lineman, I'm going to have to say Grenard only due to the fact that he is a little bit bigger than Jacob Martin. Grenard is coming into the season measuring in at 6'3", weighing 263 pounds, while Jacob Martin is coming into the season at 6'2", weighing in at 242 pounds. If this is a permanent switch for both Grenard and Martin, I'm actually expecting a career season for both of these guys because, yes, you can make the argument that, that both of them might be a little bit smaller in size when you talk about guys who are going to take the role on that front four. However, a smaller D lineman, nine times out of ten, a smaller edge defender, has an advantage to use their athleticism. The quicker those two guys can get off the line of scrimmage faster than their opponents, the more disruption they can actually cause in the opposing team's backfield. And that is something the Houston Texans would definitely need heading into next season. I, uh, listen, man, I think you put it, put it beautifully. Uh, change is necessary. Um, <laughs> you know, change is necessary. Hey, this team really wants to compete, man. This ain't one of them NBA teams that know uh, there's no chance in hell. This team wants to compete. And uh, when you compete, you got to find what's best for you. And one thing that I, I called for, what was that, last week? Or whenever we talked about what the success looks like for this Houston Texas team, I said, hey, man, I want to see adjustments. I want to see uh, change when change is necessary. Something along those lines. Something along those lines. And uh, if you're making adjustments right now, because you understand that with a new scheme, uh, these two players schematically don't fit make the move. That's plain and simple. Like, um, what we what we are going to have to do is just understand that these coaches are locked in, at least for this upcoming season. So they're going to do what they see fit is best for this uh, organization to get some dubs for next season. We may not always agree with it, but I think in Jonathan Gennard's, in Jacob Martin case, we all agree with it. Like, especially more so in Jonathan Gennard. Uh, Jacob Martin, I still believe, would be a very good situational player for Houston, which will probably limit him to 30% of snaps in a season. And with Jonathan Gennard, he's still a project in the league. The success we could have of him comes from him putting his hand in the dirt. Did you know that Bill Barr has nine delicious flavors? So just like the Texans have a lot of linebackers, Bill Barr got a lot of flavors that you can choose from if you don't know about the bill bar flavors where you're missing out peanut butter brownie double chocolate even raspberry for you fruit lovers there's something for everyone if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the flavors 17 grams of protein 130 calories only four grams of sugar and four grams of net carbs can't beat that not only are bill bar flavors the best tasting but they're healthy too Go to billboard.com and use promo code LOCKS15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. 
Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. Hey, Coach. I hope all is well. Um, yes. I wanted to talk to you about Tyrod Taylor. Have you had an opportunity to work with him so far this offseason? And if so, what are some of your early impressions of him? Well, he, he is he is here at this time right now. And and, and basically, he's starting to get in the program. Uh, it's, it's, it, you know, he's been a guy that I've known. Uh, I've worked with him in the, before. And uh, I expect him to to kind of fall right in with the, with the, with the thing that we're having right now is a competition. And, you know, he's been there before and been in those particular situations. And, and I expect him to fall right in and, and become the same Tyrod Taylor that I've known uh, when I, when he was in Baltimore early in his career. And then when I was with him in Buffalo. Of course, as you guys just heard, that was David Cully speaking about Tyrod Taylor, who is one of several veterans here at Voluntary OTAs as of right now. And John, I don't know about you, but I, I do believe that it is somewhat of a big deal that the Texans are having a number of veterans who are literally out there, especially going into a season where a lot of people from the fans, from the media, local media, whatever the case might be, are not expecting too much from this Houston Texans organization for this upcoming season. I'm not expecting this team to be very good. However, with the great turnout that this organization has had with their OTAs as of right now, especially with the veterans, it lets me know that to me, this team is going to go out there and compete. We might not win many games, but we're going to go out there and compete and we're going to give it our all. And I do believe that there's going to be a number of times this season because a lot of these players, especially the veterans, are going out there and and creating that continuity, creating that chemistry with each other very early. That is going to help them stay competitive. And that's, that's going to help them possibly steal a game or two throughout the season. And... As of right now, on the offensive side of the ball, as you just heard, we know Tyrod Taylor is there. And we also had an opportunity to speak to Brandon Cooks. And Brandon Cooks also talked about being able to develop that continuity with a lot of these new guys who are here on this roster. So we know on the offensive side of the ball that those two guys are there. And yesterday, when the media was out there, we did not have an opportunity to see the offensive side of the ball, but we did see the defensive side of the ball. And John, it was very telling that Bradley Roby, Justin Reed, Lonnie Johnson Jr., and Charles Aminahu. And you're talking about four players who are going to define the Texans' defense this upcoming season. We're expecting big things from all four of those guys, especially Lonnie Johnson Jr., as you and I say a lot here on this show nearly every single day. And for guys who were not there, of course, we know Deshaun Watson isn't there. And let me be the first one today. I'm so sick and tired of going to these press conference and David Cully's being bombarded by all these Deshaun Watson questions. It, it kind of it, it reminds me. Let me just go on a quick rant. It kind of reminds me of the Rockets training camp when James Harden was out at Lil Baby's birthday party and every single day, Steven Silas was being asked every other question about James Harden. And I get it, working in the media, you are trying to find some type of information, but when the interviewee is still giving you the same exact answer, we have nothing to say about that situation, just leave it alone. Do some research on your own and try to get a source to tell you whether or not Deshaun Watson is going to go. Do not waste. And, and you know, John, we only have a short amount of time with these players when we do these press conferences. 
Stop bombarding David Cully with all of these Deshaun Watson questions. Unless you see that man go into the building, they should not be another Deshaun Watson question asked to this man. But with that being said, outside of Deshaun Watson, another big name that I am hearing that is not there is Whitney Merciless. And I know I've been kind of hard on Whitney Merciless this past season, but from what I am hearing, Whitney Merciless has lost a lot of weight and he is looking like he is ready to get back to the Whitney Merciless that he once was prior to the 2020 season. John, what did I tell you? Every time Whitney Merciless is up for a contract extension or a new contract, the man has a very successful season. There you go. Please don't know. Don't don't. I'm not saying he's going to stay here in Houston, but this man is going to be playing for a new contract for another team. Watch what I tell you. We're going to see a different Whitney Merciless this year. It never fails. To your uh, Deshaun Watson point, man, I, I, I 100% agree with you. Find another opportunity to get something out of this team that is concrete. Deshaun Watson's situation isn't concrete right now. But what is concrete is what we know right now. OTAs, new coach, new O-line coach, new, new linebackers coach, new DC, new everything. Uh, find find out what you can about what's going on in OTAs with these first and two-year players, third-year players. Find out what you can about some of these veterans. You know, and, they, and for the most part, they did a good job of that today. Like, that's how we know how Christian Kershey feels about Lovey Smith and Miles Smith and David Cully. And all, on top of that, how the new guys have been bonding with some of the old guys. Like, that's what we know. That was a great question, pulling it out of them. But just dead the Deshaun Watson conversation right now. We're asking him any questions about his status because you're not going to get anything with an ongoing investigation. But the veteran's presence is monumental. Uh, I'll say this. A lot of those vets need to ball out this year for their future, wherever it is, like Whitney Merciless, Bradley Roby, um, or the veterans that were brought in on one or two-year deals. They still got to prove it in the league whether it's with Houston in the future or not. Uh, but for this to be voluntary and we're getting these vets at practice and, and there's nothing but good things and people are uh, apparently buying into the, what, the, what the franchise wants to be, which we still don't know. We, you're not going to find that out until day one of the uh, first game of the year. But that is very uh, encouraging. I'm John Some Sports Guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. And like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. It is Friday, so enjoy your weekend. Don't do anything stupid or at least anything I wouldn't do. You take that into consideration. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.